The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. She's trying to hide it. I'm cool as ever. She's too excited. Her man looks like he wanna fight. Tale as old as time, Angela Lansbury. Every single year. After the draft, people want to grade the draft. They want to say, oh, this is how well this franchise did. This is how well this GM did. When the reality, as we well know, is you can't actually and accurately grade a draft until several years after said draft. See what the production was. See how successful they were. Hell, see if they're even on the same dang team, right? A lot of these guys, in fact, 50% during a huge chunk study, 50% of guys ended up on different teams if they were round one draft picks for their second contract. That's crazy, 50%. There's the scouting, there's the evaluation, then there's the developing and the injury prevention. Chewy, which is harder when you are trying to figure out who's going to be good in the NFL? The scouting and the evaluation that takes place beforehand or the developing and the injury prevention that takes place afterward? Ah, it's kind of a toss-up, kind of go hand-in-hand because your early-round draft picks, you would say you draft them early because they're farther developed. So They they leap off the screen, if you will. Yeah, you look at me. I was a sixth-round pick, um, undersized. I think I went in at 237, raw, and it took me... It took me a year and a half to two years to figure it out and then mature because obviously... Training tables in the 1980s are a lot different than they are today. Supplementation, all that stuff. So so players putting weight on today isn't as big a deal. Shoot, I don't even think creatine. I don't I know creatine wasn't even around then. So um but like you take a player like Tucker Craft, right? Third round pick. Uh South Dakota State. Not a lot of pro prospects coming out of whatever conference they're in. So from a development standpoint, that's why I think you saw him behind Musgrave. But at the end of the year, I'm almost thinking he might even take over Musgrave as the number one. So the development today is a lot different. It's a lot quicker uh, than it was back when I played. So I think the two kind of go hand in hand. So interesting, because I've seen um, articles that talk about how the development in the NFL has actually taken a step back. And I see what you're saying from a food standpoint, from a sleep standpoint. We know about the mm-hmm. importance of all of those things, and we know that athletes at a very young age are conscious of them and then doing those things. But they're saying that like there's something about the way the NFL is structured right now. It's probably the CBA Lack and training yeah. camps and all yes. of that, and that has slowed the development of players. I bring yeah. that up because it's really hard, as we know, guys, to draft top to bottom, hit, 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 hit. Hit. It's almost understood, it's baked into the cake, Gabe, that about, what, 60%? 60% of your draft guys are not going to be difference makers on your team? So I was yeah. looking at an article that, that took 20 years of drafts and analyzed them. I think the last year of it was 2016, 2017. It said 1% are considered legendary of all of the drafts during that 20-year period. 1% considered legendary, 7% considered great, and then about 12% considered good. So what do you got there, 20%? 20%, yeah. 
So when you're looking at a hit rate of a GM, what are you looking for? Is it like baseball? Three out of ten? Yeah, I think it's right around there. Maybe a little bit higher on the first round picks. Like if you're signing a first round pick to a second contract, like maybe somebody is a little, you know, not as good as you thought. But if you're signing a second contract with the team, you're contributing to that team. You're you're a contributor. You're a solid guy uh, that's probably a starter. And that's what you're kind of looking for. And, and to be fair, you guys have said that those guys really are what make up the team, right? Like, oh, yeah. You've got a few, like they mentioned, one percenters to maybe Hall of Famers, legendary players. But yeah. for the most part, your team is made up of what grade? B players? C players? Yeah, probably a B average. But the problem with this year is, well, it turned out not to be a problem. And the reason it wasn't a problem because of guys like Reed, Musgrave, Kraft, um, Dobbs, those kind of players, you would expect them to kind of be C players. And they actually played like B players, but the problem was this. Their A players played like B players. Yeah. Like, we thought Quay Walker was going to be an A player. He, he didn't play like, like Devontae Wyatt. Maybe we thought he'd be a B player, played like a C player. Um but that's when you become Super Bowl type teams. When your A's play like A's, your B's plays like like B's, but your C's play like B's, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you know that's why. Obviously, defensively, they didn't do as well as they wanted this past year. So you have said, and this is what you said in the first hour of the show, that the odds of nailing another draft. Are we going with Kent then the thirty percent? Are we? Is that fair, or do you think we need to well, shift that first and foremost? I, I think the last two years, Goody's been above thirty percent. Well, definitely this last year. Yeah. Well, so here are the last two draft classes too. All right. So twenty twenty two, you had Quay Walker, Devontae White in the first round, Christian Watson in the second round, Sean Ryan in the third, Romeo Dobbs, Zach Tom in the fourth. Uh, King uh, Anabare was in the fifth round, and then Tariq Carpenter, Jonathan Ford, Rashid Walker, Samuri Torrey was the were the seventh I, round. Picks. I would call that nailing it. Yeah. So I mean, again, and, yeah. and it kind of levels out. Like I think you thought maybe Watson and Dobbs would take a further step forward. Maybe mm-hmm. that was kind of bounced down because of the other receivers they draft and the injuries that Watson had, expecting more to Walker and Wyatt. But at the same time, Zach Tom is an offensive lineman for years to come, and Sean Ryan, who you didn't get anything out of as a rookie. Looks like he's going to be a member of your starting offensive line in 2024. So it kind of levels out there with, eh, maybe but, you didn't get some of the production, but there were other places where you got that But production. what saved Watson and Dobbs for, have, for, for having a kind of a meh year was Jaden Reed, uh, Malik Heath, and you can kind of say Bo Melton and the two tight ends. Yeah, yeah this year, yeah. Because this year's, or this last year's draft, 23, you had Van Ness. Musgrave, Reed, Kraft, Colby Wooden, Sean Clifford, Dontavian Wicks, Carl Brooks, who had different big, moments. Very big. Fantastic uh, at the end Anders of the Carlson, Carrington Valentine was yep. a, a good Absolutely. contributor. Same thing with Anthony Johnson. Could be a starting safety for this team next year, depending upon what happens. Yeah. So there are, in the last two drafts, a lot of guys that you are going to be counting on in 2024. But the, here's the difference between when I played and today. You don't know if these guys are already fully developed. I mean, you hope the Valentines, yeah, aren't fully developed where There's they can get Valentine better. and what Valentine, the Allentine. No, that's not the what Allentine. we no, no, were no, calling. No, exactly we were not right. that's calling exactly what one we, person was doing. We it. were calling them the Allentine. was trying to make things like happen and fetch ain't exactly. happening. Exactly. It sounds like it's happening, Gabe. It sounds like I got a guy <laughs> who's going to join my side. Okay. I don't. Yes. Do we? You can take it. I'll take it. Do we know that Valentine's like twenty-seven? Yeah, Valentine. I don't think is going to be back. So Why? I don't think it's going to be an issue next year. Oh, really? Year. Yeah, because Ballantyne was a practice squad guy who's bounced around the league. 
just happened to be a depth piece. So Valentine true. will be back. I guess I'm curious then why your instinct right now, again, we rattled off the draft classes from the last few years that Goody has had. I'm curious why you think it's unlikely that he will have that level of success or even what would be considered a hit rate, which we're saying is about 30% higher with the first rounders, yes, for Goody next year. What is, are you just skeptical? It's just the trends of the NFL. Well, yeah. you look at his draft classes before that. There were more misses than he had in the last and two years. It's just it's cyclical. Do you have Ron's drafts there? Uh, yeah. What do you I, need? I mean, has he had a back to back where he kind of nailed it? Because his first round picks were. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so ninety two was a good draft. Uh, even though T Buck was your first round pick, you still had Robert Brooks, Edgar Bennett, yeah. you Ty Detmer. Um, the next, I mean, I would say his first two drafts were pretty darn good. And what was the third? Uh, third was also pretty good. Well, that was good. Uh, so in 93, you had Wayne Simmons, George Teague in the first round, Earl Dotson in the third, Brunel in the fifth, Doug Evans in the sixth. Okay. Uh, 94, Aaron Taylor, Gabe Wilkins, Terry Mickens, Dorsey Levins, Bill Schrader. Uh, 95, Craig Newsom, Henderson, Brian Williams, Antonio Freeman, Travis Jervy, yeah. Adam Timmerman. He kind of did it every year. So if, if you're hitting three guys that are contributors, Yeah, just about starters, every draft, yeah. Then that's pretty good. And given all of the picks that Goody has this year, you still don't think he's going to nail those? Because again, uh, he could nail three. I don't think he's going to nail Musgrave, Kraft, uh, Reed. Well, and it's so your point is guys. that this past season he did so well. Yes. There's no chance he's going to match yes, that success that's what I'm rate. Correct. But he could still be oh, a sure. quote unquote success. He could hit the thirty percent well, threshold. And, yeah. And look, the last two years they've had a lot of going into the offseason, a lot of starting spots open. Yes those aren't there this year, so it's going to be harder for some of these guys to break through because, I mean, Musgrave and Kraft probably break through yeah. because they're forced into playing time. But but you, you still have point. to look at the development. So there's just not as many spots. Yeah, and if we're using co- contributor as yeah. a barometer for whether yeah. or not it's a success yes. or not, Gabe, you make a great point. A lot of those guys were thrown into the fire, thrown into action, whereas they won't. this draft class won't have that same luxury. No, yeah. but the development part of it is so huge because if Rasheed Walker is topped out, this is as good as he he's going to get, and yeah. we don't know that. It's not good enough, right? The development part of the league has changed because teams are not as patient with players as they were when I played. Wasn't that's the, my point? Wasn't the pervasive thought that the Packers couldn't go back to back because of the odds with quarterbacks? You couldn't go Brett sure. Favre, oh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Jordan Love. Yes. Very good point. And if if you're just trying to play the odds, I don't think that really. Operates now. I can't say Goody is the best drafter in the NFL and more likely than others, but I have enough evidence, recent evidence. So you're, you're, what you're getting, what you're trying to say over there is your angels in an outfielding. Hey, I, no, I think it could he, happen. I think that he's just good at his job, and I think that he's made himself put himself in a position where he makes picks that turn out, even if people don't think so. Jane Reed was great in the Big Ten, but nobody thought he'd be like burgeoning superstar level wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He like way overachieved. He was, Gene Reed wasn't supposed to be picked where he was. People had him way later. Now he's failed. Everyone does. It's the nature of the job but to think, well, he just can't do it because it's not likely. I don't think passes the sniff test. Yeah, well, because he's also, people... but, but the other thing, Josh, is he's had drafts that have stunk. He sure has. And so, that, like, it's just to me, it's just as likely that he has one that stinks than, than he has another one that because the last two You've had so many guys that contribute, and again, I go back to, well, where are some of these guys playing? The roster's still incredibly young. you got some open spots defensively. If you draft a safety, they're going to be thrust into a starting position. 
But a lot of these starting spots are kind of locked down. Well, right look, now. we're trying to figure out what the baseline is for whether or not somebody is a success or a failure at a draft, right? And again, we don't know what exactly it is. We're kind of just projecting here based on studies that show who has been successful and who has been with teams and whatnot. And that's why we're kind of landing on the 30%-ish hit rate. But guys, I am seeing a lot of reaction in the ESP Milwaukee talk and text line that says, yeah, he's been really, really good at drafting offensive players. But the defense is the Achilles heel of this team. So until he starts drafting defensively well, and again, they have pushed an awful lot of capital on that side of the ball, Chew. But until those guys start showing up and make them that defense, like you guys have said, makes them a more Super Bowl caliber team, the jury's still out. Well, we're going to find out early in the season whether it wasn't Joe Barry and it was the players or vice versa. Because Halfley's going to put in this new scheme and he's going to know fairly quickly if he's got this guy can't play in my scheme he just can't you know so yeah we're going to find out if there's talent on this defense or there isn't i mean uh, quay walkers dude are you good or not we got to know yeah (laughs) we have to know whether you're good or not right and, and I think they're going to get that answer. They're going to get the answer through that. I, like we season. know, Jair's good. Yes, we know he's really good. Yep. But it's the it's the it's the plays. other crap <laughs> that we have to deal with, and hopefully this guy can come in and get him on the right path. And and let me ask you this, guys: the evaluation process for Halfley and company, how's that going to work with? We talk. We always talk about training camp. We always talk about the how it's so different now than it was when Chewy was playing. How are you evaluating? You're looking at film, I suppose, but you got to give them a little bit of a break because they're running a different scheme. They're being used differently than you plan on using them. I think you will. We'll have a really good idea eight, nine games in. Mm. I think we'll have an, a good idea of who can play and who can't. Because a huge again, chunk of the season. Yeah, but that's that's the that's where the development happens mm-hmm. now. Because yeah, you can do stuff in the OTAs and all of that, but a lot of that's non-contact. And you could do that in training camp, but again, a lot of that, non-contact. Preseason? I feel like preseason might actually be a really important focal point for this team. Depends how they address it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if there's six practices, padded practices, and they don't do well, anything. But how long is the defense gonna, starting defense going to be out there? Are they going to be out there for a half? Are they going to be out there for three quarters? Well, I like doubt it. watching the Bucks game last night. The Bucks have a big lead, but you're seeing Pat Beverly out there on the court with Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I'm going, I like this. Keep him out there. Dame was on the bench. I think he was in foul trouble at some point late in the game. But, like, yes, develop that chemistry. Stay out there. Probably don't want to be on the floor in the fourth quarter of a 20-point win. But right now, you guys need all the time together you can get. And maybe that's the attitude the Packers take with the defense in the preseason. I just, the way they've treated the preseason, even this past year, you know, I thought it might change a little bit with Aaron Rodgers gone. And, it really didn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the veterans still don't really go out there a ton. The, the young guys, certainly. But it didn't really change a ton because they want to make sure they're healthy going into the regular season. And I think those first eight to nine games is when the defense is going to have an opportunity to learn and grow together. we got to get to power rankings here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Lots of reaction rolling in on the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line. Uh, what draft stunk for Goody if you're using a 30% hit rate where players are contributing? Gabe, I'm going to give that one to you so you can tell me if they uh, if there are some drafts where... 30%. 2018. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool story. My computer just shut down. Um, I was like... I have a question here. Sure. Safety is a glaring issue for the Packers. Yes. Uh-huh. In the past, the Packers have, just like last year, and I think 18, 
when you got a need at a position, you just throw a bunch of draft picks at it. Yep. Would you th- would you be in favor of the Packers just drafting three safeties and going, hopefully one of these guys is good? Yeah, but the class is bad, though. The, that's what was Pete, Pete Thamel yep. Yeah. Right, but that happens all the time where this is supposed to be bad, but yeah, for some sure. reason one guy turns out because of traits. Yeah, if you if you can get your hands on maybe a couple of those, like two of the top five safeties, depending upon right. where they go, and hey, maybe one of them works out. Because even though the draft class may not be deep, one of those top three guys Somebody's still gonna turn be good. out. Yeah. So I'd be I'd be in favor of that because it is such a glaring need for this team and you and Halfley apparently based on what we've read and heard about him that's going to be an emphasis of his scheme right yeah yeah so I'd be okay with that just kind of I don't know how much cover one he's going to be able to play or a single high safety just because I don't know if you have the personnel to play it yet underneath so I don't know that's we got to wait and else see got to figure you out you know it's something else they got to figure out he's got to figure out what guys fit my system. And that's what I'm saying. How do you do that? Again, you you can watch yeah. all the film too, mm-hmm. but because they were being used differently, sure. I think it might be tough for him, again, to evaluate until you get your hands on it. Well, yeah. you isolate, you know, all the plays where the Packers played, you know, tight man-to-man coverage, <laughs> and after you're done with that five minutes of film, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you, you know. Start five minutes. That might be generous, actually. <laughs> so wh- that's why that guy played cover two with everything in front of him. <laughs> All right, guys, you remember me telling you about the best purchase I have made recently. I was at the State Fair. I saw a sauna. I thought, I think I need to have one of those in my house. I've been hearing about all of the benefits of having an infrared sauna, and I decided I was going to pull the trigger and make the purchase. Well, you can do the same because the saunas of Good Health Saunas are actually back. They're going to be at the Expo Center on State Fairgrounds this weekend for the Nary Home Show. It starts Friday, February 16th and runs through Sunday the 18th. And let me tell you, if you're anything like me or you're pro-longevity, you care about your sleep quality, you care about your skin quality, and just your overall health and wellness, an infrared sauna might be for you. With the amount of travel that I do, and I know that this isn't applied to everybody, I need that detoxification. Because, you know, life and all that stuff, it can wear you down. But I sat in my sauna last night for 30 minutes before I went to bed, guys, and I slept the soundest I have slept in weeks. So if you're interested in overall health and wellness, check out Good Health Saunas at the Nary Home Show this weekend on the State Fairgrounds. If you want more information, go to their website, goodhealthsaunas.com, goodhealthsaunas.com. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Yes, that would have been much worse finally than what got, ended up happening. Finally got the which would be worse and what would be better. Finally <laughs> yes. we figured it out. You can't just be showing your junk on national TV. It would have got a lot of clicks. On 94.5 ESPN. Reaction rolling in to Chewy's assertion that it will be tough for Brian Gutekunst to have another very successful draft. Justin weighing in saying Goody might be the best GM in football at finding middle round offensive linemen. And that's something, you know, you need mm-hmm. those offensive linemen. Famously, you need five of them at any given time. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have seven or eight. It's nice of if you. If you really can. Pick well. Yeah, um, the, whoever made the point of the defense is... 100% correct. Yeah. They, they drafted Jair. Like you said, he's really good. They drafted, signed Rashawn Gary. Now he has to play up to the contract. And outside of that, everything else kind of seems like a big question mark. Let's get to power rankings. 
It's Chewy's favorite segment of the week. Hey, the guy, you catch the game? It's power rankings time on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Did you catch the game last night? Can I say yes to you? What will the big guy have in store for us today? See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Power rankings are brought to you by Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. Your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. Okay, this might be my favorite power ranking time of the year. Why? Because no one knows what the hell they're talking about. (laughs) We got free agency. We've got the draft. Yeah. Uh, But I love it. It's good. All right. With that. What are we power ranking? Oh, you didn't know? The NFL football teams. The way too early NFL power ranking for next year. Okay. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with me and our loyal listeners before we started the list. All right. With that, give me number 10. I'm going to say Houston. Houston at 10. Uh, Okay, Billy Bob. I've got the Browns at number 10. It is your Green Bay Packers at 10. No. Why? Good or bad? You thought they'd be higher? Damn pen. What happens when you're a violent person like I, I was going to say, you got a lot of anger. <laughs> yes. Well, I got it. Glass houses. Hold on. Whoa. Whoa. No. Whoa. I had my, it it is understood my angry day is Monday. Wait, you're telling us that that's the only day that you're angry? It's correct. I think. Yes. Yes. Yep. No. Consistently. It's the only day, bud. You're fine. Monday, every other day. Why are you upset with the pack I think they should be test. higher. How much higher? Mm, well, we just talked about how they have the eighth best odds of winning the Super Bowl. Jordan Love is the eighth. He has the eighth best odds of being MVP. I'd put him up there in the seven eight category. Okay. I don't want to give away some of the other teams I have on the power rankings list, but I had the Packers higher than ten. Uh okay. Give me nine then. Mm, Houston. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Cincy here. Jen, you nailed it. Houston. Yes. And the reason Houston is above Green Bay. Is because they have sixty-one million in cap space. It makes a lot of sense. So they'll be able to do Spend. a few uh, a few things with that. Now I'm looking at my list, going, I don't have Cincy on my list. Uh, as Gabe mentioned it at number nine. All right, um, I eight. don't think I'm going to change that. Eight, eight, eight. I have the Cowboys at number eight. Cincy well, at eight. to be fair, I had the Packers at <laughs> number eight, but I'm having to adjust on the fly. I've got the Cowboys at number eight. Cincinnati. Your Philadelphia Eagles Ooh. are at eight. Um, huh? You know, I did. I thought the Packers would be eight, but now that I look at it, Philly new D coordinator, new O coordinator. Uh, who they hire the O coordinator? Um, Fan- oh, Kellen Moore. Yeah, they hired Moore. Who's an upgrade for what they have? And Vic Fangio will be solid. I could see the Eagles not in the playoffs or in the Super. Really? Bowl. Oh, either it, way, they're oh yeah, like either way is possible. The wildest um, of wild cards. Yeah, but a good a good part of their failure this past year is because they lost both their coordinators that had coaching yeah. jobs, and you could tell they just, I mean, Matt Patricia, yeah. It's crazy that, like, we were hearing about Sirianni losing his job. Like, yeah. And well, it is he Philadelphia. Just like, he just was like, you know what? I'll just replace everybody around me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seven. Um, shoot. Cowboys? I'll try it one last time. Cincinnati. Your Dallas Cowboys. Jen's hot. Um, um, there's no way since he's on this list then. Yeah, they can't be this high. 
But I would think they would have, I mean, with Joe Burrow back and everything they got going for him, I would have thought they would have been in the top 10. Uh, since he is 13. Interesting. Which is, yeah, I mean, because they still had a pretty good season. Now they're going to lose who? Chase T. or? Higgins. They're going to lose T. They're going to lose Higgins? Yeah. And Jamar Chase said he wants all the money possible. Just out of curiosity, yeah. Chu, who else is there? Packers were 10. Who, uh, who's Cleveland, at 11? Cleveland 11. Thank you. Um, and then the Rams 12. Ooh. Huh. He did a nice job of turning it around, though, actually, McVay. Um, all right, so we are on six. So if the Cowboys were there, uh, I don't know how high to put the Lions. I'm going to go with the Lions here. I'll say Miami at six. Good call. Miami is six. I don't like Miami here. Wait a minute. Do you think the Dolphins are better than the Lions, yes or no? No. no. Miami didn't beat anybody. They Correct. beat a bunch of bad teams. They Correct. couldn't beat a good team. Um, I think that my... Uh, position this year will be that the Lions stink. Oh. <laughs> I just got to figure out how to support that position. Yeah, good, good luck. Best of luck to you on uh, figuring that one maybe out. Maybe start with overrated. <laughs> yeah. Start, yeah. <laughs> Don't think we need to go all the way to stink, yeah. but... <laughs> When have I not gone hard to the hole, though, Joshy? It's fair. <laughs> it's a very good point. Lions are overrated. That's going to be the campaign that I live on this year. Uh, five. Lions? Yeah, that's where I go to Detroit. A... Oh, Buffalo. Buffalo. Are people out on them? I'm just sick of them. I know you I mean, if are. You You're can't also beat sick Kansas of Taylor Swift City, and Travis Kelsey you and the Kansas City Chiefs. If you can't beat the Chiefs, then go to like 18 to 20. Right? Go somewhere else. You've had your shot. And they've done nothing You just want to relegate the Bills? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> crapper, get off the pot. Yeah, but all those games have been really good. They've been fun to watch. Great. You already know the ending. <laughs> you know what's going to happen next year? They're going to lose to the Chiefs again at home. So? You watch a bunch of reruns of Seinfeld? That's a good point. <laughs> uh, four. Um, 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 Can't crap. imagine Detroit being higher be the, than four. It's got to be the Lions at this point. Uh, good call. Lions are four. What okay. do you expect them to do? Well, you expect, I expect them to Packers take to over win the division, so. Oh. <laughs> Will they take over San Francisco? He wanted to call me a toad so bad. Right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> but he knows he can't because he's wearing his Packers hoodie today. It's going to be a shootout to the end of the- Now, if they're smart, the NFL scheduling should be Detroit Green Bay last game of the year. Yeah. Right? I'd, I'd be because I think that. it is going to come down to someone's going to be twelve and six, the other's going to be. No, that's not right. Are they in a twelve and five? 12 Are they in a similar situation to the Packers in that like their offense is in a pretty good spot, but they probably need to put some draft capital on the other side of the ball? I yeah. mean, they've got Aiden Hutchinson, and nobody's saying that he's you know nothing to sneeze at, but it feels like they might be in a similar situation. But, well, the difference is this: I think Detroit. Can create pressure with four. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't know if, if Green Bay can yet. But they want to. They want to. So I'm putting the offense is pretty comparable. Detroit's defense a click better than Green Bay's. Well, right and now. and they already have their defensive coordinator in place. Like they potentially yeah. could be where the Packers want to be in 25, where that guy's Aaron Glenn's in place there, and yeah. he's going to be building that bad boy up all. That's all that's the NFL now. That's what everyone strives to create pressure with four. Yeah. It's so such an advantage when you can do that. Just bring them all. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> Engage eight. Yeah. Uh, three. Ravens. Ravens. San Fran. Uh, see, I knew they were going to do something cute like that. that. They're going to slip. They're I slipping. bet the Ravens are one. Why? What they're going to slip. They deserve the f- number one spot. To, I knew they are going to do something To do a cute. headline. Yeah. 
<laughs> you think big games are in Shanahan's click? head? They gotta be. I mean, if we're gonna rip on Marty Schottenheimer for all those years, Marty never got to a Super Bowl. But like, I think this should be dinging Kyle Shanahan more Absolutely. than it actually and does. And to be perfectly honest with you, whatever the hell happened in overtime, that's gonna be something he's got to wear for a while. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know why? I mean, bad... Because the best of the best of the best, the most elite coaches ever, they unearth all that stuff. They flip over every rock. They leave no stone unturned. But that wasn't even under a rock. No. <laughs> I knew that rule. Yeah, he was they just told us more of a it. billboard. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> just Should drove he... past it, didn't even bother looking up. Should he come out and say he didn't know? Uh, I think everybody knows. I think it's too late. It's too late. If he'd have done it after, if he'd have done it after the game, it would have been better. But he like tried to defend himself. Be like, no, you want the ball third. That's what you want. Yeah, we want to score that touchdown on the third possession of overtime. I I know we've rewritten Andy Reid's history, but he's on Kyle Shanahan is on a Andy Reid in Philadelphia trajectory. Yeah, Yeah. really good. Gets you there. Can't get it done when it matters. So So, I mean, but then Andy needed a change of scenery. He needed to land in Kansas City in order to be the championship guy. Now to be one of the top coaches of all time. What he needed was one of the best quarterbacks of all 100%. time. Yeah, that helps. Kyle Shanahan certainly does not have that, no matter how much people want to tell me that Brock Purdy is more than a game manager. I mean, he is. Throw it at a guy's, throw it at a guy's feet again, Brock. Yeah, I don't know I mean, if I, I see I him. I know the pressure was a big part of it. I mean, the whole glass houses thing here, because that's kind of what... i a quarterback. It's kind of what Jordan Love was doing in the uh, fourth quarter of their game against San Francisco. Although uh, he was throwing it high, which I'd rather have you throw it at feet. Yeah. And the Detroit Lions are overrated. Uh, two. <laughs> do you see what I did? A shiny thing over here. Shiny thing over here. Two, two. Uh, wait a minute. Who was? It's got to be Kansas 49ers City. were three, so Kansas City's two. And the Ravens are one. Which is dumb. No, it's not dumb. What do you mean? Ravens should be over the defending champs? Look, In what world are the Kansas City Chiefs going to be different can't. than they are this year? Let coaching just beat you again and again and again and again, and that's all that happens. You're not going to tell me Baltimore's roster isn't better than the Kansas City Chiefs. It is. It is better. Yes. Andy just is just there? a master. I'm very dizzy. Say, none of this matters. Master yeah. of unless matchups. You have, unless you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. 100% correct. We've learned that, yeah. and we should take no. bank on it forever. Toe-to-toe, yes. Harbaugh and Lamar are always going to be trumped by Andy and Mahomes because of the resume. The I, Chiefs I should be number one in every power rankings until they lose the Super Bowl. Or until they lose in the playoffs. Yeah, Then yeah. you can take them off. But next year, I don't care if they're 0-3 to start the season, they're still number one in the power rankings. Yeah, because I know where they're going to be. At and the end in of the that day. little blurb that they usually write under the power rankings, you have to go. We learned our lesson. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> <I have to laughs> say. We don't bet against Mahomes and Reed anymore. And there you have it. That's not bad. It was fun. It was good. I think it was fair. Yeah, I think it was relatively yeah, fair, except for fair. the Super Bowl champion not being number one. Yeah, yeah again, like the Chiefs for that, and the Packers being ten. The team going for a three-peat. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? Three? Are they three on the list? Or two? No, they were two. The 49ers. 49ers were three. Yeah. All right. Hey, guys, if you want to place some bets on any of the things that we've discussed this morning, you know where you can do that? At Pottawatomie Casino Hotel. It's in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, and there's a table game waiting for you. 12 bars and restaurants, a winning seat at 40 table games, 3,000 slot machines, plus the thrill of bingo, full-service sports betting, and so much more. It is one of my favorite places in all of downtown Milwaukee because it is so much more than just a casino. Light up your senses at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel. Explore more at PaysBig.com. That's PaysBig.com. 
It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I, I, I'm, I'm, well, no, well, I'm right-handed, but like, left I'm with yeah. Gabe here, yeah. I feel I think, more confident in my left hand here just cupping right now other than my other hand cupping. Mostly because I also... <laughs> yeah, I get a, little, a lot more work out of the right hand. <laughs> On 94.5 ESPN. Shaka Smart tells me they don't pay any attention to this, but I'll tell you who does the fan base. Marquette Golden Eagles up to number four in the AP poll yesterday, guys, and a big week for them. They take on Butler tonight. Butler, a team that had their number when they faced them earlier this year. And what many are considering the best game of the week in college basketball, Chew. Marquette taking on number one UConn Mm. on Saturday. So it's number one versus number four on Saturday in stores, Connecticut. Ooh, that'll be a must watch. I'm getting giddy thinking about it, and I want to like check myself because I don't want to get out over my skis, but it has been very exciting well, if people watching are, this Marquette team. People are looking for places to watch those games. Uh, we've got the official uh, Marquette watch parties happening at Buffalo Wild Wings tonight uh, for the Butler game. We are in Waukesha on Sunset Drive, Ooh. and then we'll be in South 27th Street on Saturday for the UConn game. What, what time is that game? I'm going to be... In a different time zone. Well, I'll so. be in Vegas. I want to go to a good sports book That's a and great idea. watch it. Uh, I believe it'll be noon your time. Oh, I think they tip off her for a clock. Do you have a go-to sports spot? I used to love there? Mandalay. Okay. Mandalay was great, but I've, that's kind of a little old. Is that the one that's connected to MGM? Uh, it's Cross Street. MGM's got a good sports book. Do they? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it'll be noon your time. Two o'clock central will be noon out by you. And then okay, the, perfect. And then the Bucks Marquette, got a big UConn. win last night, guys. And we had talked about the Bucks, obviously, with the coaching tra- uh, switch. Bucks beat the Nuggets last night, 112-95. And we were saying the All-Star break, Gabe. We were saying, like, look, at the All-Star break, when they come back from that break, hopefully they're starting to gel. That game last night, there was some gelling happening. They looked good playing with Pat Beverly and with, with uh, Doc Rivers, obviously, running the show. Pat Beverly's a menace. Like he just brings that energy. He's he's kind of been that again. Just in two games, I think a big difference maker in the energy that they bring defensively. Uh, I think Doc is finally starting to get. I mean, they finally had two two days off uh, between when they played Friday and then when they played last night. So they're they're starting to implement a lot of the Doc stuff. They're getting healthier. Hopefully, Chris is ready after the All Star break after his ankle injury. But hopefully, they you know these are two winnable games they have before the break to kind of right that ship and beat Miami tonight at home, go on the road. Memphis has really struggled this year. They've got a really good opportunity to kind of get some momentum going into that All-Star. How has the interaction been with Dame? <laughs> oh, it's, it's a it, great question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are there high fives? Are there... Yeah, uh, there, there haven't been any issues. Okay. Uh, this is going to sound silly, maybe. Pat Beverly is better offensively than I thought he would be, Gabe. Maybe I just thought he would be a black hole offensively. Yeah, and they he's... were just basically getting him for his defensive menacing, you know, mm-hmm. behavior. But I've actually been impressed. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's not going to be. You know, he can hit an open three. He's not PJ Tucker, where teams are just going to leave him alone. He can create. He's a point guard. He's a really good backup point guard. Um, that again, that brings that defensive intensity. Him and Bobby Portis on the floor at the same time is going to lead to a lot more texts. All right, when do I start to pay attention? You April. You can start paying it. You get a feel because you don't care about <laughs> basketball. Can start paying attention in 
Yeah, mid April. I do okay. understand when why Doc Rivers start. was a little chapped about having to coach the All Star <laughs> game, though. Or you know, what I mean, like, like, come on, can we give the guy a break? Can we give the guy a pass? He's taking over a new team. He's trying to put, you know, instill, instill, install. He's trying to install his scheme and whatnot. And he's everybody else gets a break, and now he's got to go coach that squad. It does seem a little unfair. There should have been an asterisk, or there should have been like a loophole there where you could have. Given it to somebody yeah, but it's the 30 same. games a break for him. Yeah. What? And honestly, it's not like you're getting the team together to practice right. and run well, your right. stuff during the break. The like, is not allowing well, that. But no, the All-Star break is, guys, go do your thing. It's an actual break, and guys got to go to the All-Star game and other guys. So it's not like you would be able to get everybody together and practice anyway. But wouldn't anyway. he be able to continue like breaking down film and seeing the best, you know, what well, has probably worked? still do that there. Yeah, he right? can still do Where that. is the game? It's not like you're putting together Indianapolis. It's not like you're putting together a game plan for the All-Star game. Four hours, get an Uber. Wait, time out, time out. You think that Doc Rivers is hopping in his Tahoe and driving down. Nah, again. he's probably got a G5 somewhere <laughs> waiting, I would think. Like the Bucks take him out and there with Jan. Yeah. Driving, he's driving to Indy, you guys? Come on. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets shotgun? Jan gets, Giannis with Grab the long legs gets shotgun, in your right? Corn nuts. Let's make it happen. Dame's stuck it. in the back seat with the, all the yeah. other assistant coaches yes. that got to go in. In fact, we should work up a graphic that has that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Doc Rivers driving the Tahoe. Giannis in the front seat. Dame and Pat Bev and Bobby squished in the back. <laughs> Bobby Portis got teed up last night. For hanging on the rim. But then he also got tossed for what? Pretending like he was going to punt the ball? Yeah. Yeah. What? That yeah. Little, no, that's what I'm tricky. saying. Pat, yeah. Bev, Pat Bev is just going to be a menace with Bobby Portis so because the energy between those two. officials are going to ref them harder, officiate them no. harder? Because, okay, Giannis got called up for, yeah, got called for a carry last night. It, that that's happened a lot. Our NBA refs. That's the most, ha- that happens once every other game. Who's more sensitive? MLB um, uh, officials or or uh, MLB in, without a doubt. NBA doesn't matter what the next part of that question was. Major league because baseball umpires are a thousand times more sensitive than anybody else. I've heard some of the stuff said to NFL officials. Yeah, and they got thin skin. <laughs> thick, no, thick skin. Thick skin. Thick, 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 thick skin. NBA. <laughs> He's fake punting, and they booted him out of the game. Well, because he was come on. that was his Winning second tech. So that was that's his second tech, so that's why I got tossed. The hanging on the rim would have been I would have booted it then. But... If oh, you yeah, take right? me up the second time, then that ball's going for a ride. 100%. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like the slingshot at the carnival. <laughs> yes. If he punts that ball into the stands, do you get to keep it? 100%. No way. I yes, you know. stick it under your shirt and you pretend you're pregnant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to know. No, yeah, who's going to know? <laughs> wow, man, know. your pregnancy looks a lot like a basketball. You name him I can Wilson? see the, the <laughs> scenes. <laughs> That's oh, why it's really important to take a woman with you to those games on the off chance that someone punts and a basketball into the stands. And it just so happens I am going to Vegas where the last time my wife at the craps table, they were winning, and she looked over to the lady and said, oh, when do you do? And she said, I'm not. I'm like, yeah. ah, my wife, my wife. No Was filter. that about the time you walked away from the craps table? Okay, time to go. Yeah, I go play roulette. I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm just like, ooh, free drinks. Wait, but roulette, I don't think you have to know what you're doing in roulette, do you? Jim I just, just placing numbers. Jim he's just grabbing a bunch of chips, throwing That's them on numbers. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, are you good at blackjack? No. Come on. 
I'm all in all the time. For the guy who says... What do you mean you're all in? Because I, no I, I get bored. I get bored. I get very bored. You don't know what Blackjack is. What do you mean you're right. all in? Also, let's then, not just say getting bored. You're famously 10 in the math guy. That, so counting cards. No, just counting in general. <laughs> like an 8 and a yeah. 6 pops up and he's going, what is that, 17? Yeah. <laughs> Hit me, sir. You have 21. <laughs> yeah, the table usually gets mad at me. <laughs> That's why you play roulette. <laughs> I mean, when they pick up their chips after the third game, they go, I'm out of here. <laughs> Is that like, a sign? Ooh, more room. That's Melbourne. was teaching Chase to play blackjack last night at the kitchen table, and he had to remind him over and over again it's not you versus me. It's yeah. you versus the dealer. It's all of us yes. versus the dealer, which is a hard concept, you know, when you're seeing other people at the table. But yeah, the whole idea of somebody taking your card, yeah. right? Like you hit when you're not supposed to, and then that card yeah, that you took get. was supposed to yeah. go to the next person. They get real feisty about that. <laughs> uh, you guys have heard me talk about Professional Construction Inc. over the years. We love having them help with our home projects because, you know, for the big things, we can't handle them on our own. Look, we can handle a garbage disposal if we need to, or maybe fixing the chain on a bike. But when a woodpecker is poking holes in the siding of our house or when we need to redo our basement or when there's a foundational issue that we need them to help us cover up with the drywall and the framing and whatnot, that's when we need the folks over at Professional Construction, Inc. Mike and Michelle operate a family-owned company. They believe in building relationships and doing exceptional work. If you're interested in a home remodel or any of those other things that Mike and Michelle work in, Go to their website, professionalconstructioninc.com. Professionalconstructioninc.com. Tell them Jen from Jen, Gabe, and Chewy sent you. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Thanks, Ernie. I'm going to bin you, mo- bin you that mo- Venmo you that money right after uh, the show. You, you can't. You don't know how to use Venmo. Made my workload much like <laughs> But... But Ernie, you don't know how to Ernie, do it. Ernie, does how to it ever? It, so. <laughs> yeah. On 94.5 ESPN. Told you I had a great night of sleep. Probably didn't need the old Celsius this morning, but you know, old habits die hard and whatnot. So here I am drinking my peach vibe. And if you are into Celsius like I am, you know, we were at the domes yesterday, guys. I look over in the car next to me. There it is, Celsius, sitting in the cup holder in the vehicle next to me. The movement is on. You can find it at your local pick-and-save stores or online at Amazon. Stay active and energized all day long with Celsius Essential Energy Drinks. Let's check out the polls. How much time do you get in your car before pulling away from the gas pump after you have filled your tank? If you missed this conversation, we had it at the beginning of the show. I'm at the gas station yesterday waiting patiently-ish. To be fair, it was patiently-ish. For a gentleman to leave, and he wouldn't leave. He just sat there. You can't squat at the pump. Uh, Zero seconds get moving is winning in a landslide. 60% of the votes, guys. When do you fill up? When it's empty? Well, yesterday I was almost empty. I wasn't fully empty. I know Did the, you're had the guy. light gone off? To be fair, as I was pulling into the gas station, it okay. went ding, so ding, you were, ding. So you were proactive. I was ahead of schedule is Okay, what we call that at my house, yes. Uh, 30 seconds to one minute has 33% of the vote. As long as you please also has 3% of the vote. So there are some jack wagons out there who think that you can just... Do whatever you want. Hang out at the gas pump. We also put on the poll this morning... According to Vegas, Jordan Love has the eighth best odds to win MVP, and the Packers have the eighth best odds to win the Super Bowl next season. Season? Season? 
She. Yeah, but she's her. As she, you were reading that. <laughs> <laughs> Which option would you bet on between the two? Love wins the MVP or the Packers win the Super Bowl? Drum roll, please. Packers win the Super Bowl has 60% of the vote. I think I'd go with Love. Mm. I mean, Lamar Jackson won the MVP and the Ravens weren't in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but how many teams are you up against to win the Super Bowl? Well, 32. Eight? No, you're not up <laughs> well, against 31. <laughs> you'll go against yourself. Yeah, yeah, you're that's not. true. Yeah, 31 other teams. MVPs, you're probably up against what, 12? That would make it better odds. Yeah, so what are you saying? No, I'm saying there's eight teams that can win a Super Bowl and 12 that can win an MVP. Oh, I so see you're, saying you're saying it's better chance you win the Super Bowl. Correct. So you oh, agree with the fans. I think, to your yeah. guys' point about the defense potentially being the Achilles heel, Jordan can play lights out, incredible, have a fantastic season, be the MVP front runner. Packers still miss out on the Super Bowl. But we could find out that these players are good and Joe Barry really, really, really sucked. You know what? I'd be happy right? with that also. Certainly a possibility. I would yeah. also take that option, sir. If the Packers were really, really good and it was just Joe Barry, guess what? Joe Barry ain't here no more. <laughs> Will the Intouch is next on ESPN Milwaukee. We'll see you.